The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. It is so great to have my very special guest here again with us visiting Leading Conversations, Kristen Engvig, who is the founder of Women's International Networking, lovingly known as WIN. Um, she began this actually 18 years ago. And Kristen, I love your story. Welcome to Leading Conversations. Thanks for joining us again today. Thank you so much, Sarah. Well, it's so great to have you, and I know you uh, travel the world a lot, and uh, you have moved mm-hmm. around a, a great deal, and so tell us where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. No, so right now, I'm actually in Switzerland, and where we have our office and um, our base, basically, and, um, and it's, it's just very nice to be here right today. I can look out at the mountains, and, <laughs> and, and it's kind of peaceful, yeah. Ah, nice. Very nice. So, you know, you have lived in Switzerland, you've lived in Rome, you were born in Norway. Um, where else in the world have you lived? Yeah, I lived for a year in Australia, actually, as an exchange student. Um, I think that was my first uh, taste of uh, international living. And then I spent uh, a while in Japan as well, where I've worked quite a lot lately. Um, and uh, traveled a lot uh, <laughs> all over the globe, yeah. Yeah, so you have had exposure to not only individuals um, from all over the world, but to living in a culture that is different from your own and having to learn how to explore and adapt and um, embrace a different way of living. What was that like? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, and I think actually it's... um it's an important one because uh, when I think about it, it's not, you know, it's exciting and all of that. But in the beginning also, uh, I remember it as uh, also to a certain degree challenging because you have to question your own values and because you see things are done differently. And uh, so it's an ex- excellent occasion actually living somewhere else to also start questioning your own ways because suddenly you see other ways. And um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's if you can really embrace that other culture and try to, uh, to adopt to it at least for a while, you can learn a lot. And then uh, and then at a certain point, it's almost like going out of it again, and you can then choose what's really me here, but still 
uh, trying for a while also to really be and become how the local people are. And I think eventually you sort of pick up a way of being where you can can kind of in tune tune in to different cultures. Um, at least that's what I feel is happening to me now. Uh, but I do remember also feeling frustrated and you know in the beginning uh, in different places where I have been. Um, but now I feel uh, a great strength from having gone through those experiences. Yeah. Oh yes, it certainly informs the way you show up. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, this experience that you create every year for women and, as you some brave men um, from around the world. The conference is um, the WIN conference, and it happens in Europe in some place. And we all seem to think our favorite place is Rome, though we have enjoyed the conference in Definitely. Prague and Oslo and... Paris, and many, many places, and uh, yes, we keep returning to Rome because it is one of our favorites. So, um, you know, I I think it was about 10 years ago when I was first connected to WIN, and I've had the privilege to be a speaker at this conference several times, and what I have felt over the years is that this gathering is so different from most gathering or typical business conferences or typical leadership forums anywhere in the world. And every person who attends leaves there so nourished and nurtured and filled up. Why do you think this is different? What makes it different other than, you know, it's a group of women from around the world. I mean, what makes it different? <laughs> so that's why. But I think it's very true what you're saying. We can, um, I, I, I can see on the photos actually how people look when they come and how they look like when they leave. And they look, you know, you see more open faces when they leave. So that's also another interesting thing. And I, um, I think there are several uh, factors. One is that um, we, as an organization, and I work very inten- with, with, with intention to try to create a very open environment, an open atmosphere. So we weave in music into the conference, try to find uh, ways of communicating that goes beyond our mind in a way, so that you know when we are together listening to music, we can listen to that better and, and, and be touched in in a way that doesn't matter where we come from. Um, so I have a number of sessions like that, trying to kind of get people on the same plane. And then uh, another thing, too, we uh, we do activities like drumming, we have dancing and so on, in between the, the, the sessions where we are actually talking about how we can create a future that benefits at all, what about our careers, you know, like normal business topics, but it's also um, guided and um, I think people come there or are encouraged also to share a little bit about themselves and also how they do what they do. 
So we try always to say, how do you do what you do and why do you do it? So it's not only what they do. And so when people start talking that way, it becomes more inspiring. And then when one woman there to be authentic, then another one does too. And suddenly you have a whole group of, of several hundred people uh, being very open and in their own um, both vulnerability and strength at the same time. And that, the sum of that creates that uh, nurturing, open environment. Mm. So today you have a conference that happens annually and it typically happens um, in the first week of October. This year it is uh, the 30th of September through the 2nd of October, and in Rome. And the the essence of this, what I find, is that um, when people arrive, they are, as you say, you know, just kind of a little bit filled with anticipation, but not sure exactly what to do. Even people who have... <laughs> Are repeat, right? Have been there many times, just and the excitement builds, and um, and and in some ways, it's uh, reconnecting with friends you've made through the years, you know, from all around the world, and it is a welcome place for new people, new participants who've never been there. I have really uh, not experienced this at this level at other gatherings where people who are new to the gathering are embraced, are literally um, invited in. And, you know, you don't always see that. A lot of times you see people just chit-chatting with people they know but not inviting other people into the conversation who they don't know. And this is unique, and I, I really attribute this to you. And, you know, you you very specifically call this out. You very specifically uh, create the invitation to engage in this fully and bring your whole self to the gathering. I love that um, we have the opportunity to take these normal business topics, but look at them through our whole self. Look at them through our left brain, right brain, our heart, right? Look at them through the intellectual side and the intuitive side. Were you always like this? Did you grow up like this? <laughs> well, that's interesting. I, I, I probably grew up um, quite natural in a way so that I, I, I remember when I, in my early career, I worked in corporate and things, and I I thought that was very hard for me because it was um, cultures where you don't necessarily need to, to, to show up completely authentic, although things are changing now there too. Um, but I do remember not tolerating that for very long. And um, so it was natural for me to be natural, let's say. And at the same time, of course, I've also... Um, worked over the years to become more aware and conscious on and learn things. So, you know, I have learned to become conscious of what are the masculine energies, what are the feminine ones, what are ways we're doing things, what are values. And and as you, uh, you know, become aware of your own behavior, you can catch yourself when you uh, judge things, when you're not open. So, you know, it's... This is I, 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 particularly I remember when I when I set out on this journey, starting the Win Conference. It was 
both listening to the other women, to the organizations, and so as well as kind of setting out on my internal um, inner journey as well. And uh, so it's been a, a growth uh, around as well as this growth inside, and it's been you know, collectively um, listening to the women where they're going and at the same time also uh, working on myself. And and um, and then you, you just meet people as well, I think, on our journeys that we can grow together with and uh, and, and met some incredible people that have been mm. helping and part of this and making it what it is today uh, and, and sort of been experimenting also on, on how do we do things in a way that really, really integrates the feminine values, our mm. authenticity, and also obviously our global mindset. So, uh, so I think I had the seed, but it has also, you know, I have also trained and worked and you know, <laughs> shared with people. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you talked in the past about um, your initial idea about just having women get together um, who are business people uh, in cities they're not used to being in. Um, tell us a little bit about what that, what prompted that in you. Um, so you mean like in organizations where people are not used to being authentic? Or? No, no. When you, when you first started um, this whole idea of get women getting together, women networking... Yeah, um, yeah. When when you were traveling as a consultant. Yes. Yes. Ah. Oh, yes. Um. That's quite a interesting. I think that in in life there's always sort of pivotal moments. Let's say moments in life that triggers us to do something. And I, I, I had left this bank that I was working in, and I was working as a consultant, and I traveled around the world and. I remember working a lot in Eastern Europe at the time, and that was not that long time since uh, the wall had fallen, and the mm. even, it, it took some time to move in from from the more uh, plan economy into uh, market economy. And I remember precisely thinking, as we were doing some consultants somewhere in the middle of Russia, how you know I suddenly realized my own um, I felt so grateful, and also how lucky I had been that I was born in Norway, where I'd had a sense of freedom of choice. I mean, I could choose to travel, I could choose to get an education, I could go to a hospital if I got sick. I had this realization that I was very lucky and I felt very grateful for that because I suddenly saw people, oh, these people look like me, but these women don't have the same chances I have, um, at least yeah. not at that time. And um, I saw this in many places and I thought, wow, what if we also could um, work now with a more of an awareness of sort of how we are connected and how each and every one of us can help each other get up somehow so that we all have choices. And I think that's been a guiding principle for me too, that our, our work is really to allow everyone for freedom of choice. And, um, and of course, it will take some time, but but still, I think that is a is a noble cause to work for. <laughs> and uh, of course, I also saw it more like practical too. I thought like, wow, I was sitting in in some place in in Moscow, and I was in Sofia, and and, and uh, places were also um, that is quite risky. And I was thinking, God, if I only knew someone here, if I had a contact, that would also be a lot. Uh, easier. So that's why I thought, you know, let's make um, 
Net, let's network. Let's create a network. Let's um, yeah. work together. But a network that has some purpose, that has a deeper meaning in why we, we come together. Well, so I, I believe that um, those moments, you know, sometimes they slip away. Sometimes we get that insight, but we don't follow it. And you decided to follow it. And, you know, there's a lot that happened between then and today, but it has evolved into um, a legendary event and gathering. <laughs> and not just that, but, but an entire network around the world where um, women are influencing and changing um, ways of being in the world. Now, I know that um, being an entrepreneur... And having um, a way of thinking that is a bit outside of the norm is not always easy. So we're going to take a break, but when we come back, Kristen, I want you to share with us a bit about some of those early days and you know, some of the challenges you encountered. So we'll be right back. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito and my guest today, Kristen Engbig, who is the founder of the Women's International Networking Conference and Movement Around the World. Kristen, so we've talked a bit about what inspired you to begin to think about creating a network of women around the world. And as many of us know, it has grown into something that is way beyond what anybody could have dreamt. But back in the beginning, um, you know, as this idea began to form and grow in you, um, you know, my imagination tells me that it wasn't always easy, that there may have been some challenges and there may not have always been support. 
support for what you were thinking is possible. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's um, it's a very important question um, because I think that um, from the early days it was very clear for me what I thought was important to do, and I I created uh, pillars like I, I was creating these are the values. You know, we're going to look for possibilities. We're going to do international. We're going to be holistic. You know, bringing in the feminine. We are going to be pragmatic. We are going to be authentic, and so on. And I started also to talk about the importance of diversity and inclusion and so on. It's just that in the beginning, it wasn't equally clear for for the companies that I approached. And um, and I and I had um, I, I I thought wow I thought it, it wasn't as easy to, to 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 talk about it. And at the same time, um, I was young, uh, quite young too. So it, it seemed I remember thinking that. Um, it, it, it wasn't so easy, but at the same time, I was extremely enthusiastic, and I, I got support and help from the individual women in the beginning. So, I run this initiative completely on a volunteer basis at the, at the first years, um, and it was tremendous uh, interest from the individual women to be part of, uh, you know, feeling that we were part of, you know, putting a seed out there for changing paradigm thinking and so on. Um, it took some more time before I could get the support, let's say, from more um, established organizations, which we have had uh, more lately, who could come in and support in terms of sponsorships or, or and so on. So that that took, uh, I must say, took a few years. And one of the things that I, I I think that it can be similar for other entrepreneurs or other people pioneering new ideas is that it does take time before the a new idea um, reaches uh, a more uh, larger scale of of, of of people and organizations so so there's been all sort of things happening on our way. We have lost, you know, once I was going to have a conference in a free venue, but suddenly they had someone that was paying for it, so then suddenly we didn't have it anymore. We need to find something. So there's been a, a tremendous amount of also interesting challenges. But I think here is where... Um, were that you need to have a team of some people that support you so that you can overcome those uh, obstacles that come your way. And then you just really have to go and be very, very committed because there will be lots of obstacles um, when you are pioneering things, I think. But at the same time, um, that makes you also stronger. So when uh, when they come again, then it's not such an obstacle, but it's something like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, you can just handle it uh, better. And, and, and suddenly you come into a place also when when more masses of people want what you have to say and mm-hmm. and then and or what you do. And then you have to, of course, also always continue to make sure that you get the simulation if you're someone who likes to innovate and, and pioneer things. So. Um, yeah, and, and but I think it's this thing of the, you can always grow then by becoming aware of how you're doing things. Hmm. You know, I when I think about how this has evolved, and um, you, you know, my mind goes in two directions. One is that um, there must have been someone in your life who, in essence, gave you permission to think big, gave you permission to um, go beyond what most people would say 
that's crazy, right? Um, <laughs> who was that person? Who, who was that person? <laughs> yeah, it's very good question. I mean, and it has been uh, several people, I think. I think when I started up, there were some friends around who thought it was okay. Um, my partner at the time thought it was okay, and my family, you know, my dad always says, you know, just go for it, you know, one day you can get the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> These are, you know, but I think the, 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 the family is important, and the, um, and, but there are also people out there without the family, so I think also, you, you know, for me it's been, um, been a lot of support, and and I remember actually when I started off, there were there were people that I'm crazy, yeah, you shouldn't do that. But there were also some good people. I'm also like lots of good Americans were helping me when I lived in Milan at the time and um said, Wow, yeah, this is great, let's do it, you know, and these people are so important to have. Um and I think when you start something new, what we really have to watch out for are those critical people. Just avoid, don't stay there, just search for those that are willing to help other people. And you also so yourself become one of those people that helps the other ones <laughs> get their dreams come out there. <laughs> mm. So, so that's really important. You know, I hadn't really thought before about your growing up in Norway and mm. the culture of possibility because you live in this this culture that believes in thinking big. You know, the Nobel Prize, right? And so that must have influenced kind of your way of seeing the world and your way of thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, growing up in Norway was very helpful because of the of this topic, uh, because the culture is very egalitarian. So I had grown up with a female prime minister. I'd seen all these possibilities, and and it's a very collaborative culture. So uh, I I sort of had an idea of. Uh, of how we could propose an idea of more collaborative, more feminine way, because I've seen it work in Norway. Um, but now, as we are creating further, um, it is also about creating into onto unknown territories, let's say. And I think one of the things that helped me is is that it, is to learn about creativity and to learn to create and to trust. Um, even unknown things, you know. But of course, I go a little back and forth. Sometimes I get worried and start thinking small. But then other days, I think bigger. And I see now on the on the kind of um, two steps forward and one back. You know, it's it, there's still yes. more going for forward and more thinking mm-hmm. big. <laughs> but I think like whatever on those days, you think, oh. Did you ever have a moment through all these years? You know, a moment where you thought, I, I just, I, I'm done. I just can't do this anymore. I don't really know if I want to do this anymore. You know, really questioning yourself and this path. Yeah, it's been sometimes. I, um, but mostly, I must admit that I have um, kept uh, committing to it, um, almost like a child, and um, yeah, I. I've been reflecting maybe lately that is this child now growing up, you know, and 
uh, how to grow it further with the help of others as this girl, let's say, is, is turning 18 and reaching sort of adulthood. So I think mm-hmm. I would have that, um, that kind of approach to it, that I would fight for her, so to speak, mm. <laughs> and make her come alive um, the best I possibly could. So um, at least that is a comparable feeling to that, I think. Um, but of course, there were times that, you know, without money or losing venue or no sponsors, you know, there are times you want to give up. But somehow, still deep inside, I've been committed to the idea. Mm-hmm. To the, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you've had unwavering commitment, um, at least from where everybody sees from the outside. And, and of course, everybody understands that. You know, we all have moments where we think, oh, geez, you know, if one more person tells me that it would be better if we do it, did it a different way again, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I can hear that. <laughs> I'm sure that you've had that because, you know, there's all kinds of really smart, intelligent, creative women who show up here. And so that's the good news and sometimes the challenge, right? Because these creative minds think, oh, well, we could be doing that. <laughs> and um, yeah, 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 yeah. It, would be, it would be easy to uh, get, I think, uh, I don't know, what's the word, kind of overwhelmed by everybody's creative ideas, you know, do things differently. Um, you, you seem to handle that really well, you know, really, really well. Yeah, um, it, it is a very interesting. I recognize it very well when you're saying it. And, and that, that, that is something I handle better now. But, but there was a time I didn't handle that so well. I took it more in and, you know. And, but what I've been trying now to create are these outlets during the conference where they can share, mm. you know, where they can get up with their ideas. But I think also... Mm. Um, it's true. Many women will tell you how you should do your thing, and um, and that's an interesting, uh, interesting thing. So I, I think the best here is then to create these outlets where, okay, here you have open space. You know, come up with your ideas mm. and share it amongst you, and so on. So that's been my best approach, and just listen to them. Sometimes it comes from a good place. Most people want to just contribute and share. Um, and they don't know so much about what's going on behind the scenes all the time either, and maybe it's new for them, so they see things. Um, but it is nice when people make an effort to understand what's going on before they start telling you exactly how to do it. That's um, that's a nice thing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh-huh. I, I try to practice what I preach and be open and listen. Um, mm. But of course, it, it, also as things become. Mm, I mean, it's very important now to to work for the feminine balance in the world. It's important topic, so you can't. We also have to be careful with our time, where we put our fights and where we, you know, um, put our, give our energy. Who we give our energy to somehow? So, so, so of course, but it, it, it's 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 a, it's a nice how to how to make everyone feel included. It's important, and at the same time, uh, try to. Try to create um, ways, yeah, for for their outlets. So you know, you really have become the face of when I mean, people identify when with you so deeply. It's hard to imagine you not being connected to it or not being present. Um, what do you think about? 
how is this sustainable? You know, if you decide to go off and do something else, or if you decide to retire, or you know, in, is this sustainable? Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, what I've been thinking about lately is that it would be interesting to 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 do maybe a gathering with a uh, few people who can really. Uh, learn to embody the values of the organization at a very deep level. And if that is possible, then I think it can grow um, uh, differently. Like, no, we have done events in Japan, and I have someone are collaborating with there that's very in tune with what we do. And then I'm thinking, you know, we're going to try to do this together, and I'm hopeful mm-hmm. that the year after she can do it alone. You know? Um so as long as the values are very uh, synchronized, um, and of course personalities can be different, etc., but that we are about the same why and how we do things, I think it can work. Um, and I see now also there is um, there are some good uh, people who could come in and do. And I, but of course it's not sustainable that I'm doing absolutely everything in every country. That's for sure. So there must be I must find a way to <laughs> to. To, to go to the to the next um, so if this is going to grow significantly, I really need to train people uh, to help yes. local organizations and so on. Right, and so you know, this has always been the um, the entrepreneur and the founder's challenge, just because mm-hmm. the the energy and the vision comes from the founder, the uh, leadership comes from the founder. Uh, people want to follow someone who is that passionate about this work. And so the founder very often surrounds themselves. I mean, we see this all the time in startups. And, you know, I live in Silicon Valley and, you know, Palo Alto, California in the U.S. And uh, we see this all the time where uh, founders surround themselves with people who are doers who are really smart, who are great technicians, who can execute. And um, even though they believe in the vision, they're not the creators of the vision. And so when the founder steps away or wants to step away, there is this team that is highly talented but is a bit adrift, doesn't really have, you know, the, um, the direction or anyone who can lead it in a way that inspires the way the original founder did. And so I imagine you're thinking about that a bit. And um, as you think about that and you think about training somebody, I mean, you know, you really, can you train inspiration? Can you train passion, you know? Yeah, yeah, that is very difficult. But I think maybe I could get someone to do, you know, you can get, yeah, more of the technicians that are very into your values to at least do more of what I do. Um, But it's challenging to train people toward inspiration, though I think it's possible to a certain degree. Um, Yeah, I'm thinking about it too. I'm not 100% sure. I I think you can... Train to a certain level um, by living the values, by uh, creating enthusiasm. Uh, but of course, they will be always a little different. Um, so I guess then you will have to to accept that that it's not exactly identical. 
And the question is, yeah. will the community accept that? You know, that, 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 you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that may so be a really actually, good yeah. question for the community, right? That may be a really good um, focus for the community to mm-hmm. begin to look at, um, you know, what's the legacy of when and how to sustain it. And, yeah. uh, you know, because, you know, I mean, if, if you have people who have traveled this journey with you um, for many years, and so they've seen you grow up, they've seen Wynn grow up, they've seen themselves grow up, and um, there is a time when, as you say, the 18-year-old, you know, it's time to leave home now, time to go off into the world and, and um, mm-hmm. do their own thing. So in, way, in some ways, you know, you could look at, Win as the um, the adult, as you say, who is ready to take the leap. But what does that look like? So yeah. it's, it's a great question. It's a great question to be. It's saying. so uh, unbelievable, and also, you know, it's and I think many of the experiences, all the stories, all the things that um. I've learned from all the women that have been coming and some of the men too and so on is is also um ready to be spread to more people. Um so this is also sometimes I'm I'm wondering how to to share it with more people. And then there are other times I also think, well, you know what, we have pioneered this and now there is a great awakening of women worldwide, you know. Um, it's really incredible what's going on in the world at the moment. And, um, yeah. and, and, and um, yeah, but... And there is sometimes you think maybe there's a little backlash too, you know. So so it's certainly needed. Working on it is certainly needed, and it's needed to do it in this more um, um, authentic way, you know, uh, peaceful mm. way, mm. inclusive way. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yes. Well, so that leads us to you know the the theme of this year's conference, which um, I want to talk about after we take a break. But the whole concept of really looking at the world and providing inspiration to the world um, in these different ways, insight, grace, and action. And so when we come back, I want to talk a bit about what that really means. We'll be right back with Kristen Engbeck. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. 
Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with my very special guest and good friend, Kristen Engbig. So, Kristen, as founder of the Women's International Networking, known as WIN, all around the world, um, a worldwide network, which is just fascinating to me. Your story is just a brilliant and great example of following your intuition, you know, as opportunity shows up and you evaluate, huh, does that fit the values? Is that really what we want to do next? And then trying things out. Because you never really are sure, and I've seen you take risks um, when other people would have said, oh, no, 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 we we can't try that because we don't know how it will go. Um, But you have, for years, said, well, we'll try. And, you know, that in itself is an inspiration. The theme for this year's conference, the 2015 conference, is inspire the world with insight, grace, and action. Where did that come from? Where did that theme come from? Yeah, it's, um, let's say, I will share that over the years, every year, um, the conference has a specific theme, and I would say it's created. It's a theme that's it's always created, and by that I mean it's... Um, it has to come from conversations with many um, out there, and it has a sense of um, intuitive work. So, you know, it's sort of it's a one day after thinking about many different things, it lands, so to speak. And this year, um, earlier this year, I was down in Rome, where the conference will take place this year. And um, I had originally um, one title in mind, but as I was walking on the streets of Rome, um, I suddenly understood that we need a big title this year, and we have always said we inspire women. And I thought, that's fine, it's a noble mission, and yet as if it felt a little small this year. And small for, for, for where we are, small for the city, and... Um, I thought, like, instead of inspiring women, it's actually our work to, or not our work, but now it's to what we do and who we are. We are mm-hmm. actively inspire. We are the ones that inspire the world. And how we're inspiring the world is not only what we do, 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 nor who we just are, although that is also inspiring. But we will say here, let's see, uh, so that we inspire the world through our insights, through our grace, through who we are, and also through our actions. So this whole big way of, 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 of let's say, a journeyed woman, a journeyed person, is how we can go out now and do things. And I felt that, wow, now there are many women who, and men for that sake, but many people who have gained some self-insight, who are aware of, how, who they are, and how they do things. And it's from that place we will inspire the world. And we will do so with our aliveness, with our light, and with our, with our knowledge and skills as well. So, uh, so I was thinking about that from that perspective. I can almost see that kind of, you know, or, or, or radiate. We were kind of from the conference, you're almost like radiating out into the world and, 
and hopefully uh, do a little bit in, in restoring more of a feminine balance in the companies, communities, mm. and our lives as we set out on our journeys. So, um, so it came from this walk in Rome and this sense of uh, bigger, uh, a sense of our collectively now um, getting ready to take a bigger step, a bigger leap, mm. um, and thinking bigger. Um, so the invitation to this year's conference is to listen for for that, uh, what's about to come, and start doing something about it. Hmm. That sounds just... It, it sounds like in itself such a great example of you listening to your heart and not making this a sort of intellectual strategy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, I mean, that's what a lot of conferences are developed around, um, you know, strategic initiatives, et cetera, and, um, or defining, you know, what's the strategy for dealing with whatever problem is the focus. And so that's, it's truly an intellectual exercise. This, this is very different, and I've seen you do this through the years where you truly listen deeply to yourself, taking in the information and experiences and um, perspective of the larger community and letting that evolve into the next idea. Um, and it's a brilliant, brilliant example of that. I, I don't think that people do that very easily. Um, and because there's risk in that, right? You know, because people want, where's the data? Where's the, you know, prove to me that this is what we should be doing next. You know, look at the numbers. Let's get the spreadsheets out. And, and though those things can be helpful, they, my perspective is they should not be the reason we do something. They may inform the thinking, but if they go beyond that, then we are, a victim to one way of thinking, right? Yeah. yeah it's as if, uh, you know, of course, we need to have those tools, as we can call them, or means, rather. That, so, no, we need to do our Excel spreadsheet and look at the numbers. We need to strategize and so on. But I think the initial intent of how to work um, can... Um, also be uh, created as you were just um, elaborating so beautifully because um, this way you're really creating because if you're just doing mental work, we will be good at many of, uh, good at planning, but there is this great uh, mix of planning and letting life a bit unfold, which request is listening to what's about to emerge. Um, and uh, if we can do that, I think we can work also sometimes faster, and, and certainly we can create new things. And the world needs that now, too, so we don't mm-hmm. do the same thing again and again. You know, oftentimes uh, throughout history, change has happened, culture change or, you know, big world change has occurred because 
someone is angry because of some injustice, because um, someone so passionately believes that something is uh, so egregious that they have to stand up and they have to be angry in order to gather support to make change. What I have marveled at in all the years that I have been associated with the community is that um, there, there is a quality to all of this around the belief that things can be better, that they can evolve, and that we can do that without making other people um, the enemy, right? And, and that, to me, is what, what I imagine the grace element is. Right? That's the grace element. Would, would you agree with that? And definitely. It's beautiful how you elaborate it. I like it a lot. Well, you know, it's, um, I think that sometimes anger is very powerful, and of course, and sometimes it um, is needed. It is required in order to get attention. And yet, if you stay there, what I have experienced throughout the world is that people stop listening because they don't know how to hear beyond the emotion. And so, you know, somehow um, you have really set this stage so that you know, you do not discount that there are issues in the world around gender. You do not discount that um, there are some horrific things occurring in some cultures um, regarding women and their value or not being valued, um, that these are real challenges. You know, we're not simply talking about um, someone who is, living a first world life and, you know, doesn't get a promotion, you know, that we are, we are completely right, you know, which is important, but it's not, it's not world important, Mm -hmm. um, except for the fact that we know that the higher the level of leadership influence that someone has, the more they can affect change. And so if, we can help women to rise up that level, then change around the world can can also happen because of that. Um, but I'm just always yeah. so, I just so love how there is so much grace. And I love that you have included that in the theme because mm-hmm. you really stand for that. You really stand for that. Um, but you also say, okay, time to act, right? got to take action. And um, and sometimes that's where people have the toughest challenge. You know, we just have a couple of minutes left. We just have a couple of minutes left. Tell us how you think people can step into a place of action. What can they do? Yes, yes. Um, And I also wanted to just say one thing about what you were saying to the thing, I mean, or anger inside can obviously get those on fire and get those things going. Um, I think that um, what is the training, let's say, what is the the proposal also of how we work at WIN is to think of not 
working in a paradigm of conflict, but one of inclusion and collaboration so that you can stand with another who is completely in a different uh, view than yourself and, and listen to it. Um, but of course, if it is something that's unacceptable, we also learn to put our boundaries down. But, but it's this thing of, 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 of including um, with, with boundaries, but without always running into this kind of conflict paradigm. Um, I think that's very interesting. So you said something about how to how to how to get into action. I mean, I, I do see that a lot of people are triggered by injustice. I do see people are triggered also by anger and and obviously also mm-hmm. by inspiration. But uh, more often, though, I see people are 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 um, they get going at least with some fire energy of 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 injustice, of anger, of something. But I think in the long run, you do need uh, deep motivation, you need inspiration to create something uh, big. Because with only anger, it, you kind of run tired after a while. So um, yes. I think in, yeah, we need uh, you need uh, more than that. Um, so yes. I think if you have a deeper commitment, then you know all elements of, of emotions, etc., they come through you. But uh, it's not about that in itself. Um, yeah. But you can more... You no, know, I know I'm that... I'm angry about that and you feel it. <laughs> I, I, love I, I love the way you said that. You know, translating that into a deeper commitment. That makes so much sense. So I know people are going to want to know about the conference. They're going to want to know more about you. you know, yeah. <laughs> the conference. Yeah, so that's coming up now in the end of the month, actually. And it's just... Um, open to everyone who's interested in it, actually, and it has lots of speaker sessions, amazing people coming in from around the world. It has many workshops where you can learn, you know, skills, etc., and it has many what we call working forums where you are part of discussion groups where you're part of coming up with solutions and in between all of this we have beautiful dinners and networking locations as well and uh, so so we we like to say we we we, we work hard that we also have the occasion to to play and have have a lot of beautiful kind of gatherings and also every morning we have morning awakening sessions you can do yoga we have some dance sessions so there are many things and it's all created in this concept of or in this uh values of the of encouraging each and every one of us to integrate our feminine ways contributing with our authenticity and also being this global mind global world where you have a chance to meet people from many 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 different countries and build networks and friendships that can last with you forever Um, and uh, I said this year is all about our coming together to inspire the world through our small or big action, through our insight and through our grace. And it does need to be, you know, changing everything in one day. Uh, I mean, it can be the smallest little things that we, we can do that can feel very big for some of us. So, uh, so the the conference is it's it's not oh my god I can't go because there are only these these super important people there. No, everyone's important at Win. We always say everyone's a star, so come and shine. So 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 I don't think um, I think you'll meet the, the right people if you if you come and join us. I love it. There's a lot of synchronicity that happens at these conferences. It's so well worth it. Every year I'm there, it is magic. 
I know that people will want to know more, so the URL, the link is winconference.net, W-I-N-C-O-N-F-E-R-E-N-T-E.net, and you can learn more about Kristen Engvig and the world of WIN and how you can participate. Even if you can't be in Rome this year, there are gatherings all around the world that um, have been established and are just beautiful. Kristen, thank you so much for being with us today. It's such a privilege to have you here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tisha. Remember, everyone, to think big. The world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. To Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.